and we're back. This is Mike Cernrich from Danger and Play, Gorilla Mindset, talking about how to get started. Man, how do you get started on whatever? That's the big question people have. But before we talk about that, I want to say, please leave me a rating review on my iTunes channel. There'll be instructions at dangerandplay.com. I want to get over 400 ratings because that would look cool. Right now we're at 380, so I know we can do it. You just go, uh, a lot of you listen to the podcast while doing something else, so you just open up the app, and I'll show you how you do that Danger and Play. Just open up the app, click however many stars you want to give me. You can write something if you want to, but you don't have to. But let's talk about getting started, all right? How do you get started in anything in life? I'll just tell you a quick little story about my life. I ride a little... Um, I guess you'd call it a fixed gear bicycle beach cruiser bike around, right? Why? Because I am starting cycling. Whenever I start something, I don't do what the marketers tell you. You're going to hear from all kinds of marketers if you want to start a business, an online business. You got to go all in from the beginning. You got to. Don't you believe in yourself? Don't you feel that passion? And then what happens is you're confused. You're you don't learn things. You don't learn skills sequentially. That what you learn, the knowledge doesn't build on itself. So here's here's how I'm learning how to ride a bicycle. Of course, I know how to ride a bike, and I've always done biking and cardio. But what I did is I started at the gym. I started pedaling on the Schwinn, the the spin bicycles bicycles that they have, and I read a book on cadence. Okay, here's how to get eighty to ninety RPMs per or eighty to RPMs. All right. Watts. How many watts is a good workout? Okay, you don't want to measure your heart rate. You want to measure how many watts you're doing as you spin, and you want to measure your watts per kilogram. Great. Okay, well, here's how to have a proper stroke when you pedal. Okay, I'm learning that now. Okay, here's how to do the tempo. Here's how to get your balance. Here's how to breathe. I learn all this stuff. Meanwhile, I also ride my little one-gear bike um, around town. Yesterday, I just took it for the first long ride. I did a couple of hours because you're getting used to sitting on the bike. What you learn as as you do things, which is why people usually don't get anything done, is you learn as you go and you think, oh, okay, it's uncomfortable after a while. Here's the kind of seat you want to get. So most people, here's what they do. Oh, I, I think it would be cool to ride a bike, become a cyclist, and it will be a good way to do cardio and you can see the world and there's a lot of time to yourself to think. You go to a bike shop, you buy the fanciest bike you can afford, you buy the helmet, you buy everything, but you don't even know how to change a flat tire yet. But I've watched videos now how to change a flat tire because I figure, okay, eventually I'm going to have to know how to ride a, ride a bike and I'm going to get a flat tire. And I'm learning now about gearings, you know, how, you, how many spokes you need or how many, um, I'm learning everything, all right? And I still have this shitty little one-gear bike that I ride around town. Why? Because that's how you get started. You get started by taking the first step. Now, what kind of brought me to thinking about this was a, a friend of mine. She wants to start a blog, wants to start the whole web thing, do the, the online entrepreneur thing. And, hey, man, that's great. But then she sent me this long, like, diatribe. Not diatribe. That's not the right word. But she goes, oh, I read on these websites, and of course, they're all the, the how-to-make-money total scam websites. Um, you know, long-tail SEO, and what's my mission statement for my blog, and what's this? And I go, hey, have you written today? What do you mean? Well, have you written? Well, I don't know. Well, if you don't write every day, what the, what the fuck does any of that stuff matter? What does any of that stuff matter? But that's what people do. They, they think that you have to be finished 
to get started. Think about that. You're thinking about the finish before you get started. Same way with going to the gym. Hey, Mike, how do I go to the gym? I don't know, man. Just go to the gym. What do you mean just go to the gym? Buy gym shoes. What do you mean buy gym shoes? Well, if you just buy gym shoes and you put on gym clothes and you're at the house, you go to the gym, walk around, you'll go and you'll do a workout and it won't be very good, but you'll kind of figure out what the workout is and then you learn as you go. It's really that simple. But most people think, oh, I got to have the big program, you know, the optimal nutrition, the optimal lifting recovery regime. And then, of course, they never go. The same thing, well, I'm going to start a web business. And boy, I better learn SEO before I start a web business. No, you better learn how to get started. This podcast has done very well for me. You know how this podcast started? I was with a friend of mine and I said, hey, dude, you want to do a podcast with me? He goes, sure, why not? And we sat in his living room and talked into a microphone. And that was the first podcast and the second. And then people go, hey, man, I, you know, I like the podcast. Info is great. Audio quality is terrible. And I go, audio quality? What, what are you talking about? I'm not a sound tech. I didn't know anything about audio quality or microphones or anything. They go, oh, no, when you have a microphone, you have to have it close to your mouth because otherwise it won't catch the sound. I had no idea. Okay. And then, you know, edited some of the old podcasts, tried to enhance the audio. But if you listen to, say, the first 10 or 20 podcasts, the, the audio quality isn't that good, right? But the message was good. All right. So kept doing it. Kept doing it. Now I'm at, I don't know, 125 podcasts or whatever. We're going to have, you know, after you guys rate and review me, you know, probably hit 500 ratings. Why? Because I just kept building and building and building and building. And meanwhile, I'm doing a podcast that actually teaches me how to do an audiobook. Didn't know it. I didn't know that doing a podcast would teach me how to do an audiobook. And moreover, that having a podcast would sell a lot of audiobooks because people listen to your podcast. They like the sound of your voice. They get used to you. Then they buy your audiobook. So the podcast that I started doing for free, I ended up, I've never done advertising or anything, but I've made a lot of money on because the audiobooks. I sell way more audiobooks than most people will ever sell of, of all copies of the books. How? Because I just started, guys. Man, that's what I tell people. I had no idea what I was doing. My first Twitter account, it was a, um, like the logo was, I don't know, like it took some douchebaggy picture of a gun in a American Express black card, like a Bible or something. I don't know. It was kind of corny, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I just started a Twitter account, put up my AVI, stupid. And my user handle is Play Dangerously, which is a really dumb handle to have for a lot of reasons, which I can explain later. But I didn't know what I was doing. And my website was dangerplay.wordpress.com. Didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do a .com domain. I, didn't, I had no idea. I just thought you started a WordPress blog. Didn't know anything. But you know what I did do is I wrote every day. I was on Twitter all the time. And now my Twitter is one of the, like, the hottest Twitters right now. I didn't know how to do it. Why? Because I went and I just started tweeting and figuring things out. And then I realized, okay, here's what people like. Here's what they don't like. Here's how to use Twitter properly. So I could do a whole freaking – I could do right now a whole internet marketing course that would be better than anything that anybody has ever done because it's all proven. It isn't, hey, here's what you should do in theory. It's all – no, look. I've built the big website, Danger Play. I built the niche site, Fit Juice, that makes me money every month. Well, I haven't updated it in a year. It's been 11 months, I think. I'm going to wait officially a year, and I get money from it every month, more money than most people get from a rental property in terms of profit. I've done the net site. 
built the big social media website up, right? My Twitter does, um, what did it do? 35 million page views in the last 28 days. So, you know, we're doing 30, 40 million page views a month on my Twitter. Um, the new stuff, you know, people write about me in the news, yada, yada. You know, I, I'm not, you know, whatever. I don't care about any of that stuff, as you guys know, because it doesn't, it doesn't fulfill me. Helping you and, and sharing the stuff with you is what fulfills me, knowing you guys get started. And I, that's why people are paralyzed at everything. Why can't you do anything? Well, how do I save for retirement? I don't how much do you save this month? Oh, I can't, you know, I can't afford to, can you afford 10 bucks a month? Yeah, because what you realize is it is taking action, taking one step creates a habit and you are your habits. You are your lifestyle. Remember danger and play your lifestyle, Corolla mindset, your lifestyle. What is lifestyle? The sum total of the people you spend your time with and the activities you engage in. What A guy, um, Naval Ravan, I think is his name. I've, I've read his stuff a while ago. He put it you know, in terms of your habit is your people and your, 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 your lifestyle is your habits and the people you're with. So same thing. He's a very smart guy. He's super baller, you know, big, huge guy or whatever. So this isn't stuff I'm making up. It's stuff that works for me. It's stuff that other people have discovered and implemented in their own lives. You're the people you're with and your habits, but your habits are what? Your things you do every day. So if you think, well, I can't, I can't afford to save for a time, save a dollar. You know, save a dollar every day and that's $30 a month. And from there, you got to learn, okay, well, now I have $30 a month. What do I do? Okay, well, maybe I'll sign up with Fidelity now and, and, and I'll get 50 free trades or whatever the case is. And then you learn, okay, I'm just going to buy a an index fund every month, whatever. I'm not going to get into the details of it. It's just a mindset, right? That's why I always talk about your mindset, your lifestyle, the people you're with. Because right now you're spending time with me, right? You probably don't think of it that way, but this podcast is the part of your lifestyle. And when you spend time with people like me, I'm telling you, okay, here's how to change your habits to improve your life, right? So you got to spend time with me. You got to spend time in real life with really inspired, intelligent, dedicated people because they're always going to have ideas, right? So many of my podcasts are conversations I have with people. And it works both ways. I remember, look three ways in your life. Look up. Who do you want to be like? Who is better than you? Most people don't do that because the ego, right? There are a lot of people better than me. I've even had people say, oh, you're a fanboy, so-and-so. And And I'm like, yeah, you're goddamn right I am. Total fanboy, you know? In some ways, yeah. In some ways, no. Like, I'm a total Scott Adams fanboy in terms of he's very smart in what he does. He is great at what he does. Now, in other ways, you know, I like what I do a little bit better. So fanboy doesn't mean you want to be have that person's life. It just means you think that person has tight game. They're running tight game, and I'm going to learn from that person, right? So there are people above me, and I'm always like, all right, those people are above me. Let's see how I can get to the next level. You know, Joe Rogan, above me. Great, cool. I don't think, oh, you know, Joe Rogan, D- Joe Rogan's got nothing on me because I'm the greatest guy. I'm like, no, <laughs> Joe Rogan's got it, right? And Coulter. She's got it. You know, Miley Yiannopoulos. All right, cool. I don't have any problem with that. And because of that, I'm, I get along well with people, actually, because it works both ways. When you, when you respect people, you don't view them as stars. You just view them as, okay, they're successful people, right? Then you want to look. Remember, look three ways. Then you want to look at your peers. Okay, what are other people doing? You know, and what you're going to find is a lot of people, they kind of fall or they grow stagnant because your peers aren't looking up. If you're not looking up, then you're not going to grow because you're looking up. You're saying, wow, these people are doing things that I didn't think was possible. I didn't, I didn't know that that would work. And sure that really works. 
So I need to think about that. And it could be little things, you know, there, um, do I put my face on the cover of a book? You know, I had that deliberation with Gorilla Mindset, you know, I was like, nah, nah, it wouldn't work. But maybe, you know, Ann Coulter puts her face on all of her books now because she's more of a sort of celebrity, right? Well, now that I'm kind of an internet guy, internet celebrity in a way, do I put the face on a book? Eh, you know, but those are the thoughts. I don't really like the idea, but those are the thoughts you have, right? Because you're always looking up at what people who are better than you and more successful are doing. And you want to, you know, have peers because you're going to exchange ideas. And then you look down. And that sounds bad, right? Oh, I'm looking down at the, the sheep, the little people. It's not like that at all. You're just, they're people who aren't at your level yet. That's reality. Just like, and I'm not Joe Rogan's level, just like I'm not at Scott Adams' level. I'm not, a lot of you aren't at my level. Cool. Doesn't make you bad people. Just like I, I'm very happy with my life, even though people above me are like, oh yeah, you're not at my level yet. So then you're looking at the people at the lower level and you're thinking, well, how can I help them? And we think like that every day. What happens? You come up with endless content. I have you know unlimited content. I don't even have time to do it all. Why? Because people think, oh, you know, how do I get started? And then they they send me these two page things about <laughs> their web, their website, and I'm like, oh man, if this is a, and and they're and they're mentioning websites that I think are scammy. So somehow they're you know they're finding these websites, and if they are having if that this person's having that problem, well, that means you guys are too. So then I kind of help help that person along the road. And then I kind of think, oh, well, this is why I'll, I'll start this. Just the, the mindset, right? That's why so much of what I talk about is just a mindset. I don't have the blueprint to do X, Y, and Z. I can't tell you how to be the richest person, the most successful, the most beautiful, the best public speaker. But I can tell you how to learn how to be the best. And that is, again, because you got to take those first steps. Well, how do I learn how to be more attractive, You know, meet more people, meet more girls, network more? I don't know how many people you talk to today. What do you mean, right? What do you mean? You hear this all the time. Mike, what do I, how do I improve with you know, meeting the younger guys especially? Mike, how do I improve with meeting girls? You know, It's like, well, how many girls have you talked to today? Well, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm waiting for the perfect line. You know, I need the routine. Why don't you just go talk to 10 girls without having any kind of ulterior motive? Just get in the habit of talking to people. Get in the habit of making eye contact with people, getting in the habit for feeling a vibe, kind of telling when people want you to keep talking and learning when they want you to get away. Then you start to think, oh, there's body language that you look at. So if you're talking to a person, you don't want to look at their face because the face is the most dishonest part of the body until you learn how to read a face, but that's a different conversation. So if you're talking to somebody, you want to look at their feet. Unconsciously, you know, maybe they're, uh-huh, they're listening so you think, but if you kind of scam down with your feet or scan down at their feet and you see the little toes are shifted, well, they're, they want to get away. They're unconsciously thinking, I got to get, get away from this guy. He's pouring me to death, you know? Great. You learn that and then you build on that and then you learn, well, why am I boring people? Well, maybe you're bad breath or you don't dress right or you come off creepy or you invade the personal space or maybe you tell boring stories, which a lot of people do. Most people tell terrible stories. Teresa Neal has a great comedy routine on how women tell the worst stories, and you got to watch it for yourself. Go into YouTube one day and go, uh, Patrice O'Neill, O-N-E-A-L, women tell horrible stories. It's hilarious, but most men don't tell very good stories either. You just, you got to, you got to captivate people. How do you do that? Well, I don't, right? You learn. You read books. You try. You talk to people. You push a little bit too far sometimes, and you get maybe a bad reaction. You think, oh, you know, I said the wrong thing. 
in my life, um, when I was younger, I said the wrong thing a lot because I'm pretty uninhibited, which you, I mean, not hard for you to figure out if you read my Twitter because I'm just sort of, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try that. I'll go with that. And in real life, you realize, oh, okay, people are very sensitive and emotional and they have very fragile egos. And often that's true of even the people that you think are very successful. Often they have the most fragile egos because it was their insecurity that drove them to success, right? A lot of people are successful because they felt like they weren't good enough. And then they then they get all the stuff in life and you think, wow, that person really has it. But they're that same person because their mindset hasn't changed along with their life. You see that, you know, fitness I like to pick on. You know, you, you see these guys, they look like, you know, which wouldn't believe these godlike physiques, but they don't always date pretty girls. And you think, well, well why? Because they're still afraid. They still have feelings of inadequacies, insecurities. And you can even, you see that you'll, t- you'll talk to guys with abs and like, oh yeah, they're talking about like bloat and they'll pinch like a little section on their, their midsection. Oh my God, that bloat. And you're thinking, God, how old are you? You know, and you're talking about bloat. Uh, but right. But that's because their mindset hasn't changed. They haven't said, wow, dude, like I'm really happy with what I have. I'm so fortunate to to have this life. Same thing with money. People get money. That doesn't make them better people. A lot of people get money because they're insecure about not having it. And then they get money and then they're a nightmare because now they think everybody's going to steal their money. See, it doesn't change. Because they, a scarcity mindset, you can be rich and have a scarcity mindset because you have all this money. But you're thinking, oh, God, I'm going to lose it. Who's going to steal my money? Who's going to take my money? And, right? Now, of course, you got to be smart with money. I'm smart with mine. I live a very frugal lifestyle relative to you know my income and net worth. But I'm not sitting around paranoid all day. People are going to steal my money. Of course, people are. you got to watch back. But the people with the scarcity mindset have all this money, and that is they obsess over it every day about being cheated. Everything is a scam. You hear these people, everything is a scam. Whoa. I mean, not everything. You know, most things in life are actually not a scam. <laughs> Maybe 10% of life is a scam, right? But when you have that scarcity mindset, even though they have that money, same thing with everything in life, right? Everything is ultimately mindset. It's how you choose to view things, but you have to make those choices and you have to make those choices every day. And you make those choices every day by taking action. So if you want to learn how to ride a bike, don't go to the bike shop and buy a big bike. So when I buy a bike, a real one now, I'm not going to go, I could go afford any bike I want. I'm not going to go afford buy the most expensive one. I'm going to buy, actually I've researched it. Why? Because you do a little bit every day. I'm going to buy a Trek hybrid. They're nice bikes. You can take them on some kind of slow and easy trails. Um, and you can also take them on the road. So it isn't a hardcore mountain bike. It isn't the really sleek $10,000 you know, Lance Armstrong road bike. It's just a very durable, steady bike that you can use for what I want to do, which is I like to ride it for cardio. And cycling is, is introvert heaven. You're just, it's just you on the road. That's why I've always liked cycling for cardio. You're, you're, it's you just in your thoughts. That's where I do a lot of my writing and I process a lot of my emotions. You know, I, I have emotions like everyone else. And one way that I process emotions is through doing um cardio, biking. And then the emotions are, if they're negative, I dissipate them. If they're positive, you know, I channel them. And that's a way to do the bike, right? But you got to go learn how to do cadence first. You got to go to the gym and just figure out what's an RPM. Okay, well, how do you generate, you know, torque? You do that at the, the gym bike, the, the spin class bikes, right? Okay, here's how to get the RPMs. I've been doing that for, I don't know, 
couple months probably. Okay, now I have my RPMs down. I have a sense for wattage. I can kind of feel, you know, how many watts I can turn and then how long can I hold a given number of watts. All right, and then I'm learning how to balance doing more um, harder biking with lifting, you know, because you have to balance volume and everything. Same thing, because that's how I do it, guys. That's how I learn everything, man. That's why I don't like those, oh, you got to, you know, believe in yourself and just drop everything and go do whatever it is. Go start your business. No, you need to have a job, and then you need to, even if it's just waiting tables, and then you need to kind of work on your side project in your free time instead of watching TV. And then once your side project is go, this is how I was with Danger and Play, I just worked as a lawyer, and then I had half an hour a day is all I spent on it. And then I saw, okay, people like my writing. I'm getting good feedback. Okay. Oh, okay. Then I figured out, okay, there's a way to actually make money doing this. Here's how to do it. And now, you know, who knows more about book marketing for independent authors than I do? I would say nobody because I've, I've read everything and listened in. And the proof is in I watch the people do their book launches and these so-called experts. And you can, you know, I can watch their sales rank on their Kindle. Because it's easy to get the game, the New York Times bestseller list. What you do is you have, and I don't want to go too inside baseball, but these guys will say, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. Well, yeah, who bought their books though, right? You can use corporations that order books and have them shipped to these certain bookstores, and then they will um, sell enough copies, 5,000 is all you need to sell in a week. And that's the New York Times, but they paid for it, okay? When my Kindle book came out, Guerrilla Mindsets. They, I watched the sales rank on Amazon because that's the only place you're going to buy ebooks. That's the market. And then I watched all these other books came out. And you know what? I sold more books than the ones that made the ebook New York Times bestseller list. But then I found out the New York Times list is actually curated. Curated means they make it up. They, so even though I sold more than all these other people who are suppo- supposedly gurus, I'll never be a New York Times bestselling author because I'm a controversial figure. But the reality is I actually know how to move more copies. When push comes to shove, I can move more copies than all these people. Well, how? Well, how? Man, if you'd have said, Mike, two years ago, three years ago, you're going to be one of the number one authorities on book marketing and online marketing and social media, I'd be like, yeah, right, dude. How, you know, how do you even do that? Well, it started with, I just had a dumb little website and I, it was a d- stupid little website. It's just a shitty little dot WordPress where I had typos and ranted and raved and my writing wasn't even that good, but it's raw and passionate. I even wrote things that I was like, ah, I can't even believe I wrote that. You know, you didn't really think that you were just sort of provoking people. And then as I did it every day, cause that's my way I build on all these skills I learned. Okay. Now I know how to write. Now I know how to build a website. Now I know how to build an email list. Now I know how to engage people. Now I know how to know what people want. Cause a lot of times you're thinking, you know, cause you get that the squeaky wheel gets the grease, but a lot of times those squeaky wheels are not what people want. So I learned people like, Mike, you can't do this. Mike, you can't do that. The loudest people. And I learned, no, you guys are actually wrong. People tell me, Mike, you can't write about Trump. You're going you're gonna to ruin it. I hate this Trump stuff. I'm not going to read you anymore. People unfollow me on Twitter. I was like, okay, I don't care. First of all, it's a free website and I give away incredible value and I don't sell anything expensive, but you want to cry. How weak are you? You're so weak that if you hear something good about Donald Trump that you're triggered, well, you're never going to be nothing anyway. You're, you know, you're not going to amount to anything. You don't deserve gorilla mindset anyway. I just don't ever read it or pretend you knew me. That's the way I think it. But if you're new to this, you're like, oh God, you know, 
people are saying this, they must be right. No, they're not. You learn how to look at actually data and analytics and you realize, no, the people who complain the most are actually the biggest freeloaders. Think about that. Well, you don't know that when you start off. When you start off, you're like, wow, I got a guy. He claims he read my stuff. Most of the time, they don't. They just want to sabotage you. They'll go, Mike, I'm your, you learn this, right? Mike, I'm your biggest fan and I really love your writing. And then I go into my little widget and I can see if you've ever posted a comment before. Oh, he's never posted a comment before, but his first comment is to tell me how I'm a terrible person, right? Oh, but he's a big fan. But if you, it, right? But if you know how to know how to do that and how to look into it, then you know they're frauds. They're just they're they're negative people who want to sabotage you, or they want you to cater them. I get emails, you know, Mike, I don't like the, the latest article. You know, I need a, some guy asked for a special RSS feed. Let's get the fuck out. Of it. You know, I gave away. Um, I had the Gorilla Mindset video done, rented a um, rented a place, all in. It cost me five grand. I gave it away to people in a newsletter. Full hour seminar. I made the podcast freely available. You know, paid the money out of my own pocket. And it was a different product. I could have sold it. I could have marketed it. But eh, no, you know, I'm long-term greedy. Now nah, you got to, you know, build, build value. But I'm thinking, well, why don't you go watch the seminar a couple times? Take notes. You know, oh, you just want me to, but you want me to, to specially create a website for you because you don't like everything on the front page. Well, I know that that person is a complete and total loser. That person doesn't actually like my stuff. That person's a crybaby. That person will never do anything in life. But if you're starting off, you you listen to those people. You're like, oh boy, you know, I better do that. But now I know that person's a, a, a parasite. You know, I don't want that person on my on my stuff anyway. But you don't learn that, you know, so all I'm saying is, this is all real detailed inside nuanced baseball stuff I know. The only reason I know it is because years ago I said I'm just going to start a blog and I'm going to write about whatever my heart tells me to write about. I didn't think about brand awareness. I don't even think about that now. The reason I write about what I write about is because that is what is my heart at the time. Now, people have told me, the experts, no, Mike, you can't do this. You're going to alienate people. You can't do. You can't write about news on a mindset website. Well, but I, but I know all the analytics, and I know that that's false. I know that I know how my books sell, and I know what happens, and I know all the back end stuff. So everything that the experts told me, I know are wrong. So then people would want to argue with me, telling me, "Oh, you know what you're doing," and then they want to run their websites the way these gurus tell them to do it. So. How do you get started? That was that was quite a quite a what do you call it? A segue diatribe. I don't know. There's another word I'm trying to think of, but, I'm, but it's not coming to me. Anyway, that's a long way of saying all this inside baseball nuanced stuff that I know. I didn't learn overnight. I didn't read it in a book. I learned about it by taking one step every day towards my goals and towards my vision. That's your life for whatever your vision it is. You want to make billions? Okay, I've never made billions. I can't tell you how to do it. I can tell you how to make I can tell you how to make millions. To make billions, you need to, you know, I hope you're on opening a hedge fund or something. Or you know, go all in being a software engineer and you know in the dot-com world. But in terms of millions or to live a comfortable life or to live a nice life that most people will never live, hey, you know, why don't you just save a dollar a day? Get to the mindset habit of okay, looking for leaks, as they call. Just going through your getment.com and just go through everything. You know, I learned that I was had subscriptions to all these monthly things I didn't even know about. It was 150 bucks a month I was wasting. 
And then multiply that by 12 and you're thinking $1,500. Wow, I could do I could do a lot with $1,500. Well, that's how much I was throwing away, burning every month, right? Just get you in the mindset. So that's what you got to do. How do you do whatever you want? How to get started? Business, life, money, relationships, improving your health, improving your fitness, improving your relationship with your kids. You know, just put down your smartphone and talk to them. Just do one small thing. Focus on doing one small thing every day. Focus on the beginning. And then the end is going to come because you got to build. You got to learn how to be a good builder. How do you become a good builder? You just lay bricks and bricks and bricks and bricks. The same thing. There's a book on writing called Bird by Bird, which is a girl had this writing assignment about 50 birds. And she thought, how in the world am I going to write, write about 50 birds? This, this is impossible. And she went to her dad and said, dad, I got this project. I have to write about jaybirds and blackbirds and bluebirds. I'm, how does anybody write about 50 birds? And he said, well, bird by bird. You write about one bird, and then you write about another bird. And that is the same. And that, that was, of course, the metaphor for writing. How do you write a book? Oh, my God, a book. Well, you take a word and another word and another word, word by word. I like to use the more masculine metaphor, brick by brick, right? You just, you, how do you build something? You take a brick, one brick. Every building is made up of a lot of them, and you put the brick down. And then you take another brick, and then you take another brick and another brick, and then suddenly you build something good. So don't think, how do I make a huge building today? You're not going to. Just if you lay one brick every day, you got time. As long as you're doing work every day, you know, there's two ways to look at life. Either we don't have enough time or we have too much time. I look at it as we have plenty of time if you're productive every day. Then you do have a lot of time. Because every day you're building towards something. And then once you have something great and you have something magnificent, you don't look back and think, oh, God, my life sucks because I didn't have this all my life. Instead, whatever age you get what you want, you think, wow, my life is great every day because I have the stuff. You don't look back and think, oh, if I'd only had this 10 years ago. That isn't really how the human brain works. When you build something great, you're happy to have it. So that's my message to you today. How to get started. Just get started. Do one thing, one small step, one brick. Research one thing. Take one action today. Do that every day. Whatever it is in life, you will have. So today, you're going to leave me a podcast review or a rating. Just a rating because I want 500 ratings. Why? Because that looks pretty cool, right? I mean, think about it. You go, you go on iTunes and you see a podcast with a lot of ratings. It looks good. That's what I'm building. You're going to help me do it. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Sunrich from Danger and Play and Gorilla Mindset.